Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Because Why Not podcast. This is Grace Beeson, and this is episode 71, coming to you on the tail end of a very bad spring cold with a little bit of a weird voice, but I'm talking about how we've got to be willing to slow down and why we're not. Why is it so hard for us? And a little bit on boundaries, a lot about guilt, and just more on our willingness to let go of what we don't need. So thanks for listening and please like and subscribe to this podcast, pass it to someone you think might benefit and yeah, thanks for being here. I really appreciate that. Um, Love that you are here and I hope it's helpful. Bye. Hi, my friends. How are you? It's Friday, May 14th here. I was going to say here. It's Friday, May 14th on earth. Maybe it's Saturday in some places. Um, But in North Carolina, it's Friday afternoon. It's beautiful. I'm sitting on the porch and wanted to drop in and um, make a little podcast before the week is up because the week has just flown by. We have all four been home so sick this week. Sick, sick, sick. Sicker than we've been in over a year. And I think a big reason for that is that, of course, with COVID, we've all had masks on, obviously. We've been not around a lot of people. We have not been swapping germs with people. And with things opening up a little bit more around here, or, you know, people being a little bit more relaxed, the germs are flowing. And so in our school, a lot of kids have been getting sick, um, just with a bad cold. So court, my third grader, most of his, like, over half, I think of his third grade has been sick. Um, in the last two weeks. So anyway, we all caught this terrible cold, not COVID, got tests. Um, and it's been really brutal, I think, especially because our bodies have been like, what? Just because they've been so healthy, you know? So this is just kind of a, I don't know, like, not reminder to you, but just sharing this that um, just kind of be prepared that your body has been so healthy if, God willing, you have not had COVID or something else and you've had a healthy year your body is going to go into shock when you get some germs. I mean, it's, we've been so, I hope this doesn't happen to you. I hope it's just for us, but our bodies, I think have just been like, what in the world is happening? So, um, we have all four been home for five days. Court went to school half day today. It's been interesting taking turns, um, all being miserable and taking care of each other and, Wow, 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 wow. (laughs) What a journey. (laughs) First of all, you know, when you're a mom, you don't get to be sick. Like, that's not a thing. Um, And as you know, I talk about a lot. I have an incredibly supportive husband. So helpful. Like, more than 50% partner in every single way. Every single way. Um, But, you know, when he was really sick, I had to pull the weight. And then I've been really sick and he's pulled the weight. And then with kids being sick, I mean, blah, blah, blah. This is so boring, but I'm coming to tell you that this is why I haven't done a podcast earlier this week. And I wanted to come in before the weekend. If you can stand to listen to my voice, because I wanted to touch on this idea of caring for ourselves, but also like, why is it so hard 
for us to take care of ourselves. This is a really, I think, interesting topic. So I find that so much with my coaching and here, and certainly on my Instagram, um, I talk so much about prioritizing self and taking care of self and caring more about how you feel. A lot of it is emotional and spiritual, um, certainly mentally. Um, but caring about how you feel physically too, caring more about how you feel than almost anything because our own relationship with ourself and, you know, our own good feelings in all of those ways are so, so, so important. And I feel like I'm just beating the drum of this over and over, but that in some way it could resonate more. And I'm trying to figure out how it could resonate more with people. This notion that taking care of yourself is so important because I think it gets to be a little bit of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't need to hear about this more. I know that my relationship with myself is important. I know I need to take care of myself, but how does that really benefit me? So I'm thinking more about how to articulate that because what I want you to hear from me is that when you focus on yourself, every single other thing in your life gets better. So what's interesting is like, why is it so hard for us to take care of ourselves when we are sick? And here I am standing on the mountaintop of prioritizing self, like standing on these pillars of what I call the pillars or think of as the pillars of self-prioritization, right? Like listening to yourself, listening to what you need, tapping into your intuition, releasing self-doubt, trusting yourself, um, all these different things. Um, speaking to yourself with kindness, um, gosh, just so many pillars of prioritizing yourself. And yet, when I am sick, I have the hardest time focusing on myself and being willing to slow down, care for myself, let others care for me, and get better. Why is that? So I know part of it is that I'm a person, like many of us are, who are very busy women, um, who is constantly caring for others, has a hugely long to-do list always. I go at 100 miles an hour doing 150 different things in a day. Um, and you can hear in my voice, like there is may or maybe you can't, but there is like a sense of pride in that, right? Like I am a person who prides myself in doing a million things a day. And I know that that's sort of like my sword that I fall on. Like, well, I'm just so busy and I'm always doing so much. And I kind of pride myself in how much I can do. And I multitask so much, but guess what? Then what happens is that I hit a wall at a hundred miles an hour and I completely fall apart like I did this week. Now, I do think a big part of it is that my body just got rocked and completely shocked by the germs that it's not used to. But I also think that it was an opportunity for my body to be like, you have been moving in so many directions at such a rapid pace for so many months. You never slow down. And guess what? We're going to slow you down. Like we are literally knocking you to your knees. And even when I was knocked to my knees over these last few days, it was so hard for me to stop and to get in bed and take a nap, watch Real Housewives, listen to 
Tara Brock speak to me in her soothing voice about loving kindness, <laughs> like take a bath, whatever. Like it was so hard for me to do it without feeling guilt. So hard. And it took Maddie saying to me, you have to go upstairs and shut the door and lie down and rest and get better. Cause if you don't slow down, you'll never heal, which is absolutely true. And it took me really with this self-talk over and over and over saying, slow down, go upstairs. The house isn't going to burn down. You have an amazing partner. Even when he's sick, guess what? We were both sick this week. The house did not burn down. It was messy and I could overlook that, but you know, it was fine. But what is this guilt that we feel that we are not even able to be sick and be in bed feeling horrible without running through our minds about all that we could, should, would be doing. What is that? Did we learn that in school? Did we look, were we taught that by our mothers? I, I, I'm not sure. I think it is cultural. I think it is that, you know, I've talked about this a lot before that we as women are taught, especially in this generation, and I think it really started in the 80s, that we can be and do and have and achieve anything and everything. So we believe that that's true. And so we do. Of course, that is true. But the lie is that we can do all of that well and without losing our minds and falling apart and hitting a wall at 100 miles an hour. That is not possible. Okay, guys. There's a train passing. This is what happens when you live in a city that's also sort of got rural aspects to it. I love hearing the train. I hope you can hear the train and the birds because it's atmospheric. I love it. Maybe you're in a big city somewhere and you're like, oh, wow, that's so quaint. That's so charming. I've always loved the sound of a train. Um, but yeah, so the lie that we were sold is that we as women can be and do and have and achieve anything and everything and do it all. And this is where this word balance has gotten thrown in and it's become this toxic word that women are angry about and uh, that they resent saying, how dare you say that we can do it all and have balanced lives because that's not possible. And so what I want to say is it's absolutely true that we cannot be and do and have and achieve absolutely everything all at the same high level and not have anything suffer. That is not possible. Something is going to suffer. So in my case, it is very, very, very common in my life, even before children, where I will take on so many things and I will do all of them at a very high level. And then what will happen is that my body will fall apart. Like when it, I just can't take anymore. And it's a combination of not being able to take it, take anymore mentally, physically, spiritually, all of it. But what will happen is my body will fall apart. So this is a very, very consistent thing that happens with me. Um, yeah, like I remember right after my wedding, when I had just poured my heart and soul into that wedding and the planning and all the details and was just so stressed out about it and caring so much on my heart about 
feeling obligated and feeling responsible and feeling like I wanted to please everyone. That was like the height of my people pleasing and, you know, drinking and not sleeping enough to cope with my stress and all of it. I got through that couple weeks and particularly that really busy five days, got on a plane to my honeymoon and my body fell apart. So I spent the first five to seven days of my honeymoon so sick. Excuse me. So this is a really, really common thing with me. And I wonder how it manifests in your own life. You know, when you are taking on too much and you know it's too much, in what way do you fall apart? Is it physically or do you do you get sick? Do you cry? You know, it could be that you get angry. Um, it could be that you retreat and you get into bed and you fall asleep and you don't wake up for 15 hours. I mean, everyone deals with this sort of shut down of their system in a different way. But I think my point is that this happens because we just aren't not able. We are not willing, you know, my favorite word, willingness. We are not willing to set boundaries for ourselves in this way. Like I will set a boundary of, no, I don't want to go to that party. That doesn't sound fun to me, which is something I didn't used to be able to do. But I cannot still successfully, very well, consistently set a boundary for myself that looks like I need to do fewer things in a day because I'm getting tapped out. So I continue to do 150 things in a day until I reach the point of being so physically sick that I can't even function. And then I need to be in bed caring for myself to heal, but I can't let myself slow down because I feel guilty about what I think I should be doing or people I should be caring for, et cetera, et cetera. So it's crazy. This is a crazy cycle. And I know I'm not alone in this because we take on too much. We do too much. We spend our lives extending ourselves, overextending ourselves, caring for other people and doing our work and doing things that are perhaps hobbies or doing errands, or taking on an extra project, or taking on an extra job, or volunteering, or being board members to be helpful in our communities, or coaching teams. I mean, we take on so much, those of us who are this type of person, and I think so many busy women and busy moms are this type of person. It's a sort of overachieving. Um that it can really run us ragged and run us into a wall at a very high speed. What we have to be willing to do, I think is twofold and it's very simple. And you probably already have this in your minds and you know, this is what I'm going to say, but I'm going to say it. It's obvious, but it is not easily applicable for me or for any of you who resonate with any of what I'm saying. And it has to be about our willingness across the board. Willingness. I love willingness. Willingness is like the key to the kingdom. Willingness is what I want for women to understand is what stands between them and the life that they want. You know, whatever that is, that life you want, whatever's waiting for you, what's standing in between you and that is willingness. On this subject, it's about being willing to remove things from your plate, being willing to do less so that you're not so tapped out, 
being willing to set even stronger boundaries. Now, as I've said with me, I'm able to set external boundaries with other people. I am not great about setting internal boundaries with myself, like telling myself that this one more thing is too much. I need to set that boundary better. So being willing to set those boundaries with ourselves, take things off of our plates, and then to work on the guilt, to be willing to release the guilt. We have to. The guilt is something that we place on ourselves. It is self-imposed. It is not an emotion that serves any beneficial, positive purpose in our life. If it was, it would make us feel good. Guess what? It makes us feel bad. It is a bad, useless, toxic, worthless emotion invented by mothers and grandmothers from generations of yesteryear. (laughs) Did I say that well? Yesteryear grandmas and moms who were really, I think, taught. I think a lot of it is cultural. It's biblical. Um, Certain religions really rely heavily on guilt. I don't know why something about repenting for your sins is that what it's about I don't know um but that's been my experience um with people who use it as a tool not as a spiritual tool like I teach to better your life but a tool like a weapon a weapon of mass destruction they use it they weaponize it to hurt other people, to put other people in their place. That's what people use guilt for. And that's a terrible thing, right? Do you agree? I mean, guilt has never served a positive purpose in my life. So it's terrible coming from other people. I don't take it on from other people anymore the way I used to, but I certainly do place it on myself. And I think the key is really that we have to be willing to let it go. Like to identify it. Oh, okay. I'm feeling guilty. I'm feeling guilty because I am in my bed watching Bravo when I could be organizing the closet or I should be grocery shopping or I could be reading a book about how to salsa dance because I need to learn something new. Whatever it is, we place this crazy guilt on ourselves and why? Why? To put ourselves in our place, to belittle ourselves, to kind of paint ourselves. That's that's not the right term. I was going to say paint ourselves into a corner, but that's not it. We weaponize it against ourselves so that we can't possibly feel good or even okay in the moment doing what we're doing. Does that resonate with you? Like, I think that's why we as women weaponize guilt against ourselves, use it against ourselves, because we are unwilling to allow ourselves to be okay in the moment. Even if that moment is that you are terribly sick and in bed and need some time to yourself to heal. I mean, first of all, if you're really sick, like I was this week, you've got to get better. 
and that means slowing down. But guess what? Even if you're healthy, 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 and you want to go away for half the day or the day to go be with your friends or to be by yourself or to walk in the woods, you know, you've got to be willing to let go of that guilt because all the guilt's doing is telling you that you are less than, that you could be doing something different and better and that you would be a better person if you did. And my friends, that is BS. That is not true. That is constructed by the ego part of your brain. That is not the part that is looking out for you. Remember, the ego is the part that cares about how you look in your jeans, honey. It's the part turning around in the mirror and telling you that your butt looks big in your jeans. It's also the part turning around telling you that your butt looks amazing in your jeans. And I hope that it's doing that more than the other. But it's your inner truth, your inner voice, your authentic self, your pilot light, your intuition, your gut that is telling you all you need to know. And it does not serve up guilt. It serves you things that benefit you. And it always has your best interest at heart. It's always the one with the quick answer, like the snap answer. So if you're overthinking something, that's your ego, that's in your brain. It's not your authentic self, which is the pilot light in the pit of your stomach. That's the answer, you know, straight off the bat. That's the one that's working in your favor. And we have to be willing to let go of the guilt that our ego is creating. So yeah, I think that I want to leave it there today. Just short and sweet, short and sweet about really the fact that we can do less. It is possible for us to find a more healthy balance in our life if we do less. And I'll continue to talk about that more. Um, But that when you do try to do everything and be everything all at one time at a very high level, you are going to crash. And when that happens, you've got to be willing to take care of yourself. And you see that I'm giving myself my own good advice. I was in bed most of the day yesterday. Today, I'm still really recovering. But guess who's been working all day on her computer? Um, But sitting on the porch, relaxing now, really going to relax this weekend and get better. I am willing to take care of myself, much more willing than I was earlier in the week. When I refuse to admit that I was sick, I just wouldn't give into it. That's something else I do. I'm like, nothing's wrong, nothing's wrong, nothing's wrong until all of a sudden I'm flat on my back and I can't move. Um, And I'm willing to release guilt. I am willing to release guilt and I'm really willing to work on setting stronger, firmer boundaries with myself. Are you willing to do that? Are you working on setting boundaries externally with other people? That's great if you're working on that. Also be willing to set those boundaries with yourself. Tell yourself when it's too much and trust yourself when you give yourself the answer. That is so, so key. Trust yourself. Tap into your intuition, your inner voice, your inner knowing. It always knows what's right for you. Have a great weekend. I hope this is helpful. Hopefully it wasn't incredibly annoying to listen to my stuffed up nose and my voice, which I like to think of as maybe sounding a little bit like Demi Moore, but I know that that is delusional. So, um, 
sending you big hugs and lots of love. I truly hope you're staying healthy where you are. And I'll be back with you again soon. Bye. Yeah.